do the intro. So five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to Big Trouble in a Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dubs and Andy. peeps welcome to another edition of big trouble and little podcast i am joe doves i'm andy and if you are hearing weird noises in the background that's my dog playing with his dog toy and uh you know that's what you hear in the background here in big trouble little podcast some dogs rude dogs i'm surprised my dog's not making sound she's sitting here she's panting but she's she's quiet she just got done playing i wish i i wish i had your dog because my dog is too excited when she gets out of her cage. Um, so we're here in the morning, uh, doing a uh podcast, recording it. So if you're hearing Coffee this, cast. so if you're listening to this on iTunes or Podbean, that's why you might be hearing me as a little tired. But I'm not. I'm not too tired. Um, I got some good sleep tonight, last night. Um. Let's get straight into it, Andy. What the hell have you been playing or doing or other stuff? Yeah, I've I've played some Bayonetta and I watched a bunch of reruns of Bob's Burgers. That's it. I have a ton of I I I, I've been doing housework, a ton of it. I had to assemble a bed and and clean out a bunch of closets and done a ton of vacuuming and I'm getting ready to tear up carpet and paint. And also, it was your birthday, so happy birthday here. Oh yeah, and it was my birthday. That's right. Thank you. Uh, and I saw in your mattress, uh, they gave you like a little sample of what was inside of your bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been playing with that. It's here on my desk. It's like a little, it's a, I don't know, it's like a purple gel thing. I don't know, it's fun. It's fun to play with. So, out of 10, how's your mattress? <laughs> I've only slept on it three nights, so it's hard to tell so far, but so far I really like it. Like, People always say, oh, a new mattress changed my life. Uh, well, you know, I didn't wake up rich or anything, but I have noticed my neck used to be sore all the time, and now it isn't when I wake up. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted. It's very comfortable. I like it a lot. It's positive right right off the bat, so that's good. I remember because yep. I didn't have a, a bed for a long time. I used to sleep on the floor and put, like, pillows and shit because I was too cheap to get my own mattress, and then I finally got my mattress and bed. And mattress is expensive. Mm-hmm. The the bed part is like you know like the stuff that holds the mattress like that's even expensive too. If you get like the wooden ones, at least I know if you get like metal and all that, it might be a little yeah. cheaper. That shit ain't for me. I got a platform bed off of Amazon for like forty seven dollars or something. It's just <laughs> metal, and it says it doesn't squeak and it doesn't, and that's it. I don't even have a headboard. I might one day, but. I just bought a mattress for fuck's sake. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs a fucking headboard. No. Nah. If you got a wall, you got a wall. Yep. Bayonetta. So, I mean, we've all played Bayonetta before, but how is it on the Switch? I, it's uh, much the same, really. I mean, it's still super fun. I still like it. It's uh, 
I never got that far when it came out before, and it gets frustrating a little bit once in a while, but it's genuinely fun, so I stick with it, but I haven't had a lot of time to play it. Mm-hmm. I'm only on chapter five, I think? I don't know, five-ish. I, I heard one bad thing is that when you hook it up to the TV, you can see that it's dated. But maybe a little bit. I mean, it is an old game. We expect the switch is going to have a lot of ports. It's something to get used to, I guess. <clears throat> Speaking of switch tonight at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, there is a 30 minute Nintendo direct. That's going to be happening. Exciting. exciting. Very exciting because we have uh, stuff about the new Mario tennis game that's coming out. Aces. Uh, I heard there's going to be 3DS games, which is pretty su- surprising since it's kind of on its way out, in my opinion. Last night slash this morning, I um, can't remember if it was Atlas or Nick Nickalis. I think it was Nickalis. Announced they're bringing Code Princess over to the Switch, which was like a, a real good 3DS game. I wonder if that's not going to be part of the presentation. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Uh, and then they said Switch games, so... Maybe we're going to get some good announcements today, like you just said. Um, Smash Brothers 4 Switch. You think? Nah, it's not time yet. I would think that's an E3 announcement. Eh, fuck E3. What do you... Do you think Mother 3 will finally come? I think it will eventually. It's a matter of time. I, I already read some pretty convincing, like, industry rumors or whatever that it was being translated or had been translated or something. So yeah, I mean, it's a matter of time. I don't know if it'll be today or not. Honestly, this is a weird time of the year and I don't know exactly what they'll talk about, like whether or not they'll sew trailers for stuff we already know about, or if they're going to drop a surprise on us like they like to do. I mean, almost every direct has a surprise. So who knows? Yeah. I, I don't think we'll get like a Metroid trailer. I think that's a E3 worthy. Um, I think we're just going to get a lot of games like Ports, maybe. Um, fuck, what was that one game? I, not GTA, a Diablo. We're going to get a Diablo, uh, probably Switch. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff online about that, too. I don't know if it's people guessing or what, but yeah, Diablo 3 seems to be a front runner for, for well, well, Switch port status. Blizzard did a fucking funny thing where they had a picture of like, or a video of like Diablo Devil nightlight kind of thing mm-hmm. and they switched it so they switched it on and off and that's that was the video so people were like oh that's oh yep and so people were like oh that's nintendo switch and then blizzard responded their marketing team is like we're not that clever but you know when they put shit out like that like something's coming you know i hate well that would be a good match diablo 3 was a kick-ass game yeah and then on the switch man this fucking system, man. I love it. <laughs> so, again, you'll probably hear this podcast after uh, or maybe before the uh, direct happens. So, 5 p.m. Eastern time today on March 8th. Uh, go on YouTube. Go on Nintendo.com and then watch it direct. Enjoy. Um, anything else, Andy, that you did? Or was it just Bayonetta work on the house and sleep on new mattress? Yeah, it's just, just I, I've been real busy lately. I've been trying to stay busy. Every once in a while, i got to sit down and relax, and that's when I'll watch, you know, Bob's Burgers or YouTube or something. But yeah, that stuff's boring. Whatever. 
or you know this week's uh movie of the week which was the ritual on netflix indeed yeah um quickly what i've done i didn't do really that much either uh been working on doing reruns of our shows on twitch so making sure that uh people are aware of us and we are getting numbers by the way on there both on podbean and twitch we're getting views but we're not getting any <laughs> like talk back on what how our episodes are so please comment below on all of our episodes tell us if we're doing good or bad um i played the division again Ooh. got up to a level 11 doing a lot of encounters and just side missions i don't want to go into areas that i cannot do by myself um i like the division uh it's it's addicting it's like an MMO that I've always wanted, but when it first came out, I was like, this sucks, and now it's huh. good. So that's how the gaming is now. They they want to get things out right away and then eventually fix the game. Yours... Games are a service. They're not games. Yeah, fucking stupid. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of games of service, Andy, I know you're a Siege player. Have you played the Outbreak yet? The... Nah, it just, it just came out like two days ago, and like I said, I've been busy. But I, I put the disc in to make sure it downloaded the new update, which was going to take six hours. Holy so shit. I'm going to play it soon. I'm kind of, you know, it's it's three players, so I'm kind of waiting for two other friends to have free time at the same time I do. Yeah, well, if you don't have a third, I do have the game on uh, we call it PlayStation 4. Yay! I have it on both PlayStation 4 and PC. Um, And I also did work. Blech. I hate work. Like, actual job work. Work. We have spring vacation coming up, and that means everybody and their mother is going to be in the store. Cannot wait for that. Yay, spring break! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> On that note, I think that's the end of this segment of what we've been doing and stuff. I say we get right into our movie of the week. The Ritual. Um, Some small things I want to get out of the way. I was naturally su surprised about how the movie went when i first uh when it started i was like oh the cliche of four friends going into a, a uh hiking trip something's gonna happen and then it turned many times and i was like holy shit but let's let's start from the beginning this is a spoiler again so if you haven't watched a movie stop this podcast go to netflix and watch the movie should be on there for a long time because uh netflix owns the distribution rights to this movie so it's theirs technically yeah. this is one of many movies that they like the movie was already made and it premiered at i think it was the toronto film festival and then netflix bought it from there so it's not like they produced it they didn't put up the money to have this movie made but they own it now that it is made yep as far as the United States distribution goes. It came out in theaters in the UK. Yeah. And this is, yeah, this is a UK movie. Uh, from the director, David Bruckner. Um, he's done movies like The Signal uh, and also VHS. I don't know if you remember that movie. He did one segment in it, yeah. It was like an anthology movie. Yeah, that's, that's another good flick. Or a short stories and all that stuff. Um... To get into a little synopsis of the, the movie, uh, 
a group of friends, college friends, I think, they, or as they say, uni, and um, it's Luke, Phil, Hutch, Dom, and Robert, and they're all talking about what we're, what they're going to do on their trip. They were saying, like, Amsterdam and all that, and they were like, and Robert's like, hey, why don't we go hiking? And everybody's like, fuck hiking, and they all uh, <laughs> disagreed. So they, they leave the bar. And Luke wants to still get fucked up, so he goes into the store. Uh, Rob uh, tags along. He gets a bottle of vodka, and then they see the clerk, like, all beat up, and, like, these two junkies, like, are robbing the joint. And Luke kind of, like, I I don't want to call him a pussy, but I think everybody would have this natural reaction, too, if they were in his shoes. He kind of hides behind the shelf. And Rob stays out in the open where the junkies see him. And uh, right away, Robert gets hit in the face with... I was a baseball bat, correct? Is that or a pipe? I couldn't tell. Yeah, and Rob dies because he gets his head bashed in and all that stuff. Um, Then all of a sudden, Luke wakes up, and you find out that was a flashback in a dream. And they all went on this hiking trip for Robert. In memory of Robert. Um, nothing really happens after that. They 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 just kind of have like a uh, memorial of his picture, and he they dump the flask. Which, by the way, that flask could hold a lot of alcohol. <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, Jesus Christ, how much liquor's in there? Yeah, he just kept on pouring it. I'm like, is it gonna is it gonna be done? <laughs> but uh, yeah, after that. Um, I think the next scene was Dom twisting his knee. Yeah. And Hutch, who was kind of like the leader, the guy who knew how to hike and read a map and everything, uh, says, you know, we could take a shortcut and cut this journey in half because they were hiking to a lodge, which they eventually were going to hang out. And... I want to jump in and make one point real quick. Okay. Up until this point... I think we're about 15 minutes into the movie, the point where he hurts his leg and they decide to cut through the woods. At that point, nothing had really happened except obviously the robbery where the guy got killed. And at first I was like, oh, whoever wrote this movie is really good at writing like banter, like the the guys talking to each other. Like it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it goes on for like 15 minutes straight and, and you start getting a little bit of fatigue. Like they're all really well written. But after a while, you're like, okay, I get it. They're all buddies. Can something happen? Yeah, that's why I tried to jump around because, like, nothing really happens. Because yeah. all they do is just talk and stuff about, like, what Rob used to eat and why are they hungry and all that stuff and yada, yeah. yada, yada. But they cut through to the forest and then they get to this, like, house because it starts pouring. Oh, you skipped the animal that's disemboweled up on the tree. Oh, yeah, that's right. Before they hit... I thought it was a goat, but Wikipedia said it was an elk. Uh, No, it was too big for a goat. I thought it was like a deer or something. Because eventually you see like antlers and all that stuff, which we'll talk about soon. But yeah, this uh, elk was in a tree really high and was gutted. Like guts all over the place. Uh, Disemboweled, I guess. Mm. Yeah, kind of hanging from like one of the branches, like he was put there. If you ever played uh, this game called Dead by Daylight, 
it's kind of like the Freddy Friday the Thirteenth game when monsters chase you, but the mon- when the monster catches you, he like puts you on this hook or on a tree. That's what I thought when I saw this uh, movie. But anyway, after they see that and they're like, maybe it was a hunter or something, but it's kind of weird to put bait that high if you're hunting. So they're all like, we just need to keep on moving and stop looking at this animal. And it starts pouring and they get to this like cabin area and they stay there because of the rain. Uh, they go upstairs and they see this weird like, st- I want to say statue. You think it was a statue, Andy? It's like it's made of wood. It's uh, I uh, what is it? Oh, I know the word for this. Effigy. It's an effigy. Yeah, it's something that's you know people, I guess that would pray to, which we'll uh, talk about later down the road. Um, so they spend the night there, and uh, Luke has like a bad dream. He he keeps on having these bad dreams about uh you know Rob dying in that convenience store. So like you'll see this scene a lot in this movie. It's really cool when it like mixes it with the trees and stuff. It looks neat. Yeah, especially near the end when shit goes down. Um but yeah, he's by the vodka again and I don't know what the symbolism of seeing blood inside of a vodka bottle. Well, it's because his chest gets pierced, right? And it's kind of like it was that... he sees blood because he feels injured or something. I don't know. Is that like now? What do you think? Do you think the whatever that was out there did that to him? Or... I guess like it's kind of implied that it has like powers over these woods because it causes him to see these hallucinations. And also it's I mean, they say it's a god or a demigod or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting what the lady says later on in the movie. But uh, he snaps out of it because he starts hearing Hutch screaming. So um, during this time, everybody's having a nightmare. Hutch is having a nightmare. He pisses himself. Um, Dom is having a nightmare. He's screaming out, Gale, Gale, Gale. And then Phil was up near that statue thing, naked, praying to it. But he was also having a nightmare, too, uh, which he he explains later down the road. So they're all like, we need to get the fuck out of this cabin because shit's going down. We're all having nightmares and hallucinations. So they decide to keep on moving. And um, they kind of have a discussion because Phil is like, I was fucking naked uh, praying to that dumb statue and I had a nightmare. And everybody, Hutch didn't want to talk about it because he's like, I pissed myself, I'm embarrassed. And Dom was like, I don't want to fucking hear it either. So those two were like, I don't want to talk about it. And Luke and Phil were like, well, I got this fucking hole in my chest. And Phil was like, I'm naked. We should talk about this. And they don't. And I kind of got annoyed about that a little bit. I don't know about you, Andy. I guess they just get anxious to move on or something. But yeah, they, they kind of... I, I guess I don't know what I would say. Yeah, true. Because maybe you were in just disbelief on what was happening. Possibly. So they move on. Um, what else did they see? Well, Hutch was like, 
Did they? Is that the part where they see the path? Dom's, Dom saw the path and said we need to go this way. I think it is. Yeah. Um, and before that, actually, before Dom says, "Hey, there's a path of civilization. Let's go take this." Like the, uh, the path of saying, "Hey, you're gonna die this way. Let's go this way." Uh, they on the trees there were like markings, and they said it was like a warning. Why would they say that? By the way, that I don't know. Maybe it's a Scandinavian or a Norse thing or something. I don't know. They just look like, like sigils and stuff. Yeah, it kind of looked like to me, like you know, like uh, hiking trail signs. To oh me. yeah, sort of. Yeah, so I don't know why they were like, oh, this could be a warning, you know, because this house is shitty. Maybe they just assumed that because they saw all the markings. Yeah, they knew there was something to be warned of, so maybe they assumed it was a warning. Yeah, so. Dom says, let's go this way, and Hutch is like, I think that's a bad idea. Let's, you know, go the original path. Uh, it's going to take longer, but, you know, going deeper in the forest is stupid, in, in my opinion. Uh, and that's what they do. Uh, what I noticed that this thing was doing in the forest was uh, when Luke sees like light above the ridge over there while they're going in Dom's path. Like there was more trees. Was that a hallucination or or was he just seeing more trees? Yeah. I don't know. I I'm, hadn't really thought about it that much. Yeah, I think that was the monster fucking with him saying, Hi, you, you saw the light, there's just more trees over here. But anyway, they keep on going. I'm drawing a blank over here on what happened, by the way. Was it... When when did Hutch die, pretty much? Was that the next scene? Um, There's the part where he goes up and sees the ridgeline, and he thinks he sees something, and then they have that fight, and then he says... He kind of, like, blames him partially for the guy's death. Oh, the one thing that we didn't talk about is they find the fabric of a tent in the ground. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, like, buried. Yeah, and they find a wallet, and it says it expires in 1984. So, bad sign that people don't escape this forest. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think it rained again, and they needed to pitch tents, because they couldn't move anywhere. And during the middle of the night, because I... No, no, Luke. He sends out Luke to uh, go ahead of them because they couldn't move because Phil was not looking that great and Dom's knee was getting worse. So Hutch told Phil, uh, hey, no, not Phil, Luke, to go ahead and find somebody to get help for them. And in the middle of the night, you hear uh, something walking past the tent Passes Lucas Luke's tent, even though like the light, uh, the flashlight was like blaring and everything. Yeah. But it attacks Hutch, and and steals him. And uh, pretty much the scenes from this point of view now is they he takes Hutch, uh, they find Hutch in the trees like they found the elk, and then it attacks Phil later on and does the same thing. And Dom and Luke decide to run away, and then they find another house uh, with people in it. 
creepy ass people. Yeah, very. So they get knocked out. Dom is brought up to upstairs. You hear like growling, kind of like what the monster growl that you hear throughout the movie. And you're thinking that the monster is upstairs, but it's not. Uh, and then Dom is alive, comes back down, and he says, this is my nightmare. These people kill me, and I see Gale. And next scene is Dom being sacrificed to this monster. And before seeing the monster, he sees his wife, which is disguised. Uh, well, the, the monster is disguised as his wife. Now, Andy, when the, when you first saw this monster, were you fucking creeped out on how it looked? <laughs> yeah, this monster's terrifying. Like, whoever designed it did an excellent job. Yeah, how I explain it is, like, it's half elk, like a huge-ass elk, um, with, like, the top half having two bodies that were twisted together. And inside the body, like, the chest area was the eyes. Yeah, those eyes are terrifying yeah so like to give you a picture of that that's how it looked like and it was huge it wasn't like small or anything it was huge that's why like all the bodies were high in the trees and stuff um how i could describe the people of this place and you played resident evil 4 right yep it reminds me of those uroboros people oh yeah i see that yeah uh because it they looked like they lived f for a long time, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, the, the if they worship the thing, it gives them unnaturally long life. That's what the lady says. Mm -hmm. And they look just like old, and they have like really pale white skin. And it's not because they're from Sweden. It just looked like they were on Earth for a really long time. Everybody there spoke Sweden except one... Well, the one girl knew some English, I think, because she had broken English. And she tells uh, Luke, um, your friend is going to be sacrificed. Uh, don't worry, the ritual is going to be happening soon for you. Uh, here's another thing. What do you think the ritual was to go up in that church area <laughs> where those creepy things were? I don't know. They're like burlap mummies or something. It's weird. Yeah. So we never know what the ritual ritual is because Luke eventually breaks out and <coughs> and goes upstairs where the growling is and he goes in his room and he sees like all these mummified people and you think they're dead but they start moving which was weird maybe eventually your body does deteriorate to this mummified stuff and that's how you live forever. But anyway, he gets freaked out by it and burns the the bodies. And good. It, <laughs> good, indeed. And all of a sudden, um, you know, everybody sees the fire. Uh, they all go to check it. I think the funny scene was Luke punching the old lady in the face. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> and he's like, poof. The fuck out of the way. And if you noticed in the room where Luke took the gun, I think everybody that they kidnapped or the monster chose as the chosen one, 
because there was like World War II weapons there. There was an M1 Grand uh, that Luke grabs and only finds two bullets, which was ironic. Um, but anyway, he... I just thought it might be a hunting rifle too, though. That, that too, it could be bolt action. I mean, it was bolt action. He had to work the bolt to reload it because that guy comes around the corner and he tries to shoot him and it just clicks. And then he's got to work the bolt yeah. again. And then he accidentally shoots the guy. <laughs> because, yeah. uh, and then the second guy, he just puts the gun in his face and he drops the uh, this axe. And while that's happening, the, 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 the monster... Oh no, the lady explains the, the monster itself. It was like some god or something. Yeah, it's and, the it's the I I had to look it up afterwards because it sounded really interesting. I don't know how to pronounce it though. It's like Jotun or something like that. Yeah, like bastard spawn of of Loki or something like that. I don't. It's confusing. Yes, and if people are saying Loki, yes, Loki from Marvel. I mean, not the that character itself, but like the myth of yeah. Loki, which Marvel does use the myth. Uh, of Loki in that too. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so he sees the monster. He The monster kills the blonde girl for some strange reason. I don't know why she chose her. Maybe because she was close to Luke in some way. He I wondered if it wasn't like pissed off because he'd set fire and they failed it or something. Yeah, but out of everybody ch- choosing her, I think because she talked to him in some way. And the guy knew, and he's like, fuck you, I'm taking your eyes. Yeah, so he gouges out her eyes and everything. So, while that's happening, Luke decides to shoot at it. I don't think that was a wise choice at all. Yeah, I was like, why did you do that, you idiot? (laughs) That shot, though, where it's standing in front of the burning building, and you get to see what it really looks like in silhouette. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, I thought that was a good shot, and seeing how big it is and how scary it is was fucking cool and then the next cool scene is when he shoots the monster and starts running away from it while he's running you see like shelves of like the booze from that convenience store and stuff so it was kind of like a bad like nightmare in a way of living that uh horror of his friend dying while this monster is chasing him. <laughs> so it's kind of like his fears are playing together. Uh, and I thought the scene where the monster like actually crashes through the shelf to tackle him down was yeah. cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And then, then this scene happens, which is pretty much the end. So he looks at the monster. The monster grabs him and... Looks like he's about to gouge his eyes out, but doesn't. Instead, he just pushes him down into the ground. I guess to kind of show, like, he's the alpha male and you should kneel to me. I'm a god, so do it. And Luke gets back up again and hits him with the axe in the the face. And the, the, the monster is pissed off now. So he starts to run and... Luke leaves the forest. And I guess the god can't leave the forest because he he's That's part- what I understood, yeah. Yeah. And instead of well, not instead, but 
Luke decides to roar and scream at the monster, kind of like, like <laughs> kind of like mocking it, I guess. Yeah, fuck that thing. Yeah, and then pretty much how it ends is he walks away from the forest. You see like a car in the distance, and I guess you assume that he uh, he gets help from that car or gets a help from some type of civilization. Yep. Now, Andy, I want to discuss. Do you think that this movie was kind of like a play on its fear on how he didn't help out uh, Rob, but eventually he did fight his fear, which was the monster? Was that like some symbolism of what the monster could be about his fear? I guess I thought it was just using that because it could see into people's hearts and <clears throat> like he was chosen to to worship it because he had, he had this this great shame in him and then of course it could make him hallucinate and have nightmares of the event which it was using to manipulate him. Yeah, because they kept on well, it kept on mocking him, saying he was a coward, and then eventually he wasn't a coward because he, you know hits the monster in the face and I, I i thought i thought that was good like showing that i can conquer fear by just hitting him in the face with an axe and running away and screaming yeah. at it but I, I i thought this movie was good um in the beginning it was slow and then i started wondering what was going on and then when you start seeing those people i had like a paranormal activity kind of thing do you remember like in one of the paranormal activity when they start seeing the people uh like the cult and shit How... yeah, I've, I've never seen any of those movies oh <laughs> but they eventually like in paranormal activity it's all about like this uh ghost and stuff but it like branches <laughs> off into like this cult stuff and that's how i felt with this movie it's like it, it's about a monster and then all of a sudden you see these people worshipping this monster. And it like took that weird turn and you wanted to find out more about it. And this movie kind of... It did a little exposition with the, the blonde girl telling what the monster was. And it, it, it was good. Because genuinely, genuinely uh, Luke was like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah. <laughs> and I would, I would probably say the same thing. Like, what the fuck is that? And she was like, we don't say his name. And Luke is like, why? Because you're afraid of it? And he's like, she's like, no, we worship it. And I was like, that's weird. Andy, what did you think of the movie? I thought it got better as it went. Like, at the beginning, I was a tiny bit bored. And then once they got into the forest, it was like, oh, okay, at least something's happening now. But, I don't know, I was still... I still wasn't fully on board, but then, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie are excellent. Like, from where he, from, basically from where uh, the last guy is sacrificed, and then he escapes and sets fire and gets the, the gun and then runs from the thing. The whole end of it, the climax of the movie is fantastic. The rest of it, uh, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, so, would you recommend this movie to people? Um... I guess if if someone's a super big horror fan, yes. But to people generally, like if you just want to watch a good movie, maybe not. Would you? It might be. It, it might have too little payoff for too long of a sit. Yeah, uh, I actually do recommend this movie. 
I wouldn't call this a horror. Do you think it was like a? I think it was more like a thriller. It only had like a couple of pop out scenes. <laughs> I guess that's how I. <laughs> that's how I grade uh, horror movies is by jump scares. No, I, I thought it was a horror movie. Yeah. Um. It's about four guys in the woods being stalked by a monster. Yeah. True. Um. It's like a basic horror. Uh, structure, basically, like. I don't know, it kind of, like, the story itself doesn't do anything new, but the monster is so cool, I, I kind of let them get away with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually do recommend this movie to people. If you do have Netflix, I say watch it. Watch it at night. I don't think it would work out in the daytime. Unless you're not into uh, horror movies or scary things, then watch it in the day. Yeah, in the beginning I was bored. I actually did stuff while they were like all talking in the beginning and stuff. I was doing stuff on the side. I'm like, this is boring. And then it started to pick up where I actually put more attention on the, the TV. So yeah, go watch it. Uh, the Ritual on Netflix. Andy, what is our next movie for next week? Oh, what did I put? I was trying to decide. Oh, okay. I was trying to decide last night. I was looking at a bunch of stuff. Um... I'm going to take a hard left turn. Apparently, The African Queen is on Netflix. It's a Humphrey Bogart movie from the 50s? When the fuck did The African Queen come out? Uh, 1951. The drama. Nice. So, yeah, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to watch a, another classic. I've never seen it. I assume it's a classic. It's pretty famous. But, yeah, it's Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart and <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. So there you go. Yep. So uh, watch it and then come back next week for our episode. And, oh shit! Uh, John Huston directed it. That's awesome. And we'll talk about it like we always do on every week. Uh, one news to get out of the way. News that matter to us. Andy, you put John Williams' uh, story. Sad story, but I think he has to go sometimes. Yeah, uh, John, John Williams said that after Star Wars 9, he's not scoring any more Star Wars movies, which, I mean, I kind of, I, I think everyone could have assumed something like that was going to happen. He's kind of old anyway, but he didn't score um, the side movies. He didn't score Rogue One or Solo. So he said after this trilogy is concluded, he's he's done. It doesn't matter what they're going to do. He said, uh, I think the exact quote was, that's enough for me or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer, but you know, he, he, his music was one of the few good things about the prequels. Yeah, because you got to think this way: he's done the ones in the seventies and eighties, then he did the prequels, and then he did this trilogy. That's a, a lot of years <laughs> yeah. for, for a composer to do all that stuff. Yep, um, now he's. I mean, he's done a ton of other classic soundtracks too i mean the guy is one of the most prolific one of the best composers working in film i think ever yeah he's he's done other movies and he also does like concerts and stuff that you know star wars fans go to just to hear you know his scores of star wars so this dude is busy as hell i mean i'm pretty sure he's not like completely done he might be doing like the concerts and uh maybe star wars celebrations that happen but, you know, it's sad to see him go, but, you know, some he's got he's to gotta live the rest of his life now. <laughs> it's time to retire. Um, 
Do you th- who do you think would replace him? I don't know. I think they'll do what they did with Solo and um, Rogue One and get other guys that are competent. But I, I mean, I hate to be so pessimistic about it, but I think Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and whoever else is running the Star Wars stuff needs yes men. They need people who are going to come in, do as they're told. Hmm. That could be bad, though. Yeah, have, have absolutely. It. Um, <laughs> I'm actually thinking, in my mind. I'm like, imagine they get Hans Zimmer. And all that base that they'll have in Star Wars. Like, brrrr. <laughs> it would be interesting. I mean, he's good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, other than that, again, Nintendo Direct is happening at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, not a lot of news stories. I guess they're all saving it for, like, E3. Uh, I tried to look for movie news. The only thing I found was X-Files it has, like, their own, like, Pennywise clown in the new season that is uh like harassing them <laughs> weird and then i forgot what other thing there was another news story about oh michael bay doing robo apocalypse or something have you ever read that book no apparently it's <laughs> gonna sound funny as shit though Apparently, Michael Bay is doing a live-action Dora the Explorer movie, too. What? Yeah. If if I read that, or maybe that was a joke. But something along the lines of Dora the Explorer. But they also said that he's also doing Robo-Apocalypse. Never heard of Robo-Apocalypse in my life. So I can't really talk about that. But Michael Bay is doing uh, more stuff, I guess, that is in the nerdy world. And other than that, a lot of people still talking about Black Panther. I think eventually I got to see that movie. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go see it. Like I said, I've been super busy, but if if I find my way back to the theater, that'll be what I'm seeing. Like I'm glad I saw Annihilation. I still highly recommend Annihilation, but I gotta go see that one next. I'm sure it'll be in theaters like forever, though. So yeah, have you ever heard of Alamo Draft House Video Store? Uh, I've been to an Alamo Draft House. The like they sold DVDs there, but I don't know about a video store. Uh, well, apparently Al- Alamo Draft House will offer unlimited free rentals of movies. That's weird. I mean, it's I mean, cool. Yeah, I mean they're all in the South. I like in Texas, so yeah. I can't go to one. I went to one when I was in Texas, though. Twice we went. Yeah, this is the quote real quick. Uh, we are designing a place where fellow movie lovers will uh, want to spend their time, uh, Sutcher said, I guess, the owner of Alamo. While we aren't making money off of rentals, we expect to make our profits by offering uh, oh, like beer, food, and merchandise. So they're like, mm-hmm. here, get a beer. And here, you want a free rental of The Matrix? There you go. It's weird. It's weird, but cool at the same time. Other than that, I think we will end this episode um, of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Episode 31. We just keep on going up in numbers on our episodes. So next week we have The African Queen. Remember, that's on Netflix. Uh, Watch it and then come back here. Um, Also, remember to like, subscribe to us on YouTube. And also follow us on Podbean, which is B-T-I-L-P uh, dot Podbean dot com. 
Um, we also do have a Twitter, uh, which is BTILpod. And we also live stream this uh, whenever we have free time when we do our episodes on twitch.tv slash new dubs order. And uh, yeah, so that's the end of Can't speak. End of our episode. Everybody have a good day. Later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>